listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. Um, if you enjoy 90s, I would really recommend you head over to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to our 90s Deluxe level where you will get access to Garbage Time, a bonus episode that we record after each and every episode of 90s, so you get two of those a month. Uh, on this week's bonus episode, we talk about more about Woodstock 99 and run through the 50 worst songs of 2004 and then just let the conversation ramble for a bit. It's actually a extra long episode of Garbage Time. But on this main episode, we talk about Prey. We talk about the Predator franchise in general. We talk about Aztec human sacrifices. We talk about the fact that John watched movie 43 for some reason. And I watched the Emoji movie because they made me. Um, and we also touch on T.J. Miller's legal and brain issues. All this and more on the 95 Entertainment System. So, the number one, the number one movie that is the number one film on streaming right now, like this is actual news, is the film Prey. Uh-huh. Yeah. The uh, which I think we, we talked about it briefly last episode. Uh, a lot of people are kind of slightly criticizing Disney for not giving this a theatrical release. Uh-huh. Like it pretty much like universally like critically acclaimed. Like everybody like fans love it, critics love it. Everybody's saying the only problem is that they did not put this in theaters. Right. So. Uh, well. And. Yeah. F- prominently featuring television's Mike Patterson. Really? As yeah. Big Beard. <laughs> the evil French, <laughs> like, voyage or whatever. Like, traitor. Is he good? No. He's, <laughs> he's from Montreal and his goddamn French accent is terrible. <laughs> it's it's But they won't know the Americans. Oh, God. But, like, anyone in Canada will. <laughs> His accent. He's like, alors, tu sauvage. It's it's absurd. Like yeah. his his French his French accent is insane. Instantly, wonderful. Instantly, Marissa. He does not like, speak a word of English in the film. Like, yeah, instantly, Marissa was like, "That's real bad." <laughs> and it's like it's it's so, especially knowing him. It's, like, impossible. Like, I think it is meant to read as, like, somewhat comic relief. Like, he plays, like, an oafish, bumbling villain kind of right. thing. So it, it is, like, played for some degree of comedy. But then, like, when you know what French is, like, supposed to sound like, and you know Mike Patterson as a person, you're like, this well, is insane. His, his English doesn't sound that far off of that either. Like, that's that, <laughs> his, like, stage voice is very much <laughs> what you yeah. were doing right there. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I I liked it a lot, and and I, you, Scott, you mentioned before recording that you also watched Predator too, yep. which is which directly leads into Prey. It does, and I didn't realize that. I, I like I was not spoiler. So I don't. There is no chance that you remember this, but at the very end, nobody nobody in history remembers this. I don't like I I'm a pretty big Predator fan, and <laughs> they spend an inordinate an inordinate amount of time in Prey showing this particular flintlock pistol and i'm like well they're really into that pistol and just like that was all <laughs> so, i thought about at it. the end of predator 2 danny glover has defeated single-handedly a predator in hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat which not even schwarzenegger does danny yeah. glover uh and as he's the worst the worst ever effect happens <laughs> Have you watched like rewatched? Oh, you just watched Predator like, too. Day before yesterday. The effect of the prey of the predators walking, like supposedly like turning off their invisibility as they walk through like knee high like cloud, it's just awful garbage town. <laughs> like it looks so bad. It's, cut him some slack. It's, it was a schlocky it was unnecessary. I was like, as soon as they realized how bad it is, I'd be like, man, get the fog out of there or something. <laughs> this looks like they're floating at the knees, man, even when they're if, walking. If you around. want to talk about Predator Two, I, I got things to say about that movie. <laughs> I want to hear it, man. I went. We're going to dive into Predator Two. It's Predator Time. Um, but at the end of that movie, like ten other predators show up, and Danny Glover is like, "All right, who's next?" And they just they gather the body of their fallen comrade, and then the leader of this this hunting party turns around, and says, "Take it," and tosses Danny Glover a flintlock pistol 
that says 1715 with some Italian name, Alberto Ioni or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's weird. The Predators have been coming to Earth forever. And then you meet that character in Prey. Neato. And I was like, that is a 32-year payoff. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just a 32-year payoff. It was like an intentional payoff. Absolutely. Like, and, and, not, and not just, I'm saying, not just from the, from the, the filmmakers of Prey. There's like interviews in the early 90s with the writers of Predator 2 being like, yeah, we like planted that thinking that we could do like a historical Predator. Like their original idea was more like Industrial Revolution kind of kind of kind of style. They were like, oh, with like steam engines and stuff. But they were like, that was the doing a historical Predator was like they were like, and this movie will do great. And then it was turned out to be Predator 2 that they were making. (laughs) I mean, those are the same guys that put the alien skull on the wall. So, like, they knew what they were doing. They had yeah, for sure. Good old time. Uh, also, Predator Two is not that bad. It's it's not. It's fine, it, especially compared to the, the new bad ones. Yep. It's the Predator, the Predator, and Predators. Predators right. was also not that bad, aside from the fact that Adrian Brody is the action star of that movie. That's real what? weird. <laughs> Who was I talking to who was like, what happened to Adrian Brody? <laughs> They're like, he won the Oscar for The Pianist or whatever. And then he was like, now I'm a garbage actor. Like He got so he ripped didn't... for that movie, too. He put on, like, 50 pounds of muscle. Yeah. I'm not saying he's done nothing bad, like, nothing good since. Like, I liked Darjeeling Limited. I liked, uh, he was in Brothers yep. Bloom, I want to yeah, say. I he, love he was Bloom. the other brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's he's popped up in a lot of good stuff. But then I'm like, how do you land? I guess it just seems like it's fun. It's a fun movie to yeah, do. Yeah, he also might have had like a like a couple of months off, you know. And he was like, "Ah, oh, whatever, I'll do a Predator movie." Yeah, I the Predator, know. on the other hand, who yeah, buy the Thomas Jane Keegan Michael Key one? That one's bad. Yeah, and that's Ian Michael. No, Ian, what's his name? Black, the same guy that wrote Die Hard. Shane, Shane Black, Black, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the guy who wrote Die Hard. Like he, you should know how to do this movie, and that movie is so bad. There, it 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 brushes with. Okayness until the predators right? can like, sense I, autism. Well, yeah, the the, the, the autism storyline <laughs> uh, is very very dumb, and the autistic kid just wearing the helmet and stuff is also very very dumb. But I do like the like trying to put together uh, like a ragtag unit of like uh, guys guys with PTSD and whatever else like that. Like like that kind of like. Oh, they're they're trying to get the gang together like they did in the first Predator, and then they're going to pick them off one by one. Like I, I thought that was kind of fun, and then but then it, nothing landed. Like nothing, nothing worked in Predator whatsoever. Plus, I think that Predator cheats the most. Yeah. Like like he's just all over the place in terms of just like scouting stuff from space and like calling in airstrikes. And I was like, you're real playing it fast and loose with like hunting, hunting here, buddy. <laughs> Like, the Predator is pretty far away from Prey, though. Yeah, oh yeah. Sing. Prey is great. It's it's hard to come up with something good and new, as evidenced by the Predator. And Prey was great. I mean, you would, like, argue, I would say, pretty easily that, like, Predator 2 like, mostly misses the mark, but is still pretty fun. It, it's it's like, fun, I think... bad, but fun. And, yeah, like and a bad movie can, very be, cheesy. can be very easily forgiven for being bad if you're fun. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Which it is. It, it is fun. Yeah. And then Predators was, I guess, okay. It was fine. Like, yeah. AVPs are, the Predators kind of just, it could just be like strong fight guy. <laughs> like It's like the Predators sort of like attached to it just to give like a, like the aliens, something that can actually like kind of like convincingly kick their ass. Like it's, I find those the AVP movies are, are heavy on the A, light on the P. And the first one is <laughs> the first one's not good with that weird temple in Mexico and Lance Hendrickson. That's not a great movie. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying. But they're also they they always they there's what two of them three of them two of them. AVP of them. and I remember AVP the second Requiem. one being all right. Requiem's okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I always found that they were like, they lack the fun of either an alien movie or a predator movie. Exactly. 
Like, and you're just like, neat. This is just filler for both both stories. So, yeah, so it's easy to, I think, miss the mark of a Predator movie, considering that it was, like, so much fun the first time around. Mm-hmm. Also, did you immediately call the medicine being the how she was going to defeat the Predator? No. I, I, I instantaneously. So in like the first five minutes of the movie, there's like some uh, traditional medicine that uh, that her tribe has, and they're <clears> like, oh, it like it slows their blood, and like it's making him. They're like it's making him like feel cold or whatever, and they're like that's just the medicine working. And I was like, and that's how she's gonna fight the predators. Oh. So I was like, really, I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as they got to the blood cold part, yeah, but not because it shows up a good ten minutes before they get to that symptom. Yeah. I think, yeah, exactly, that's it. As soon, as soon as they reference it, like, it makes his body cold, I'm like, yep, that's how you fight a predator. He's going to take the medicine. Uh, cast. I also like that the predator himself is a little more low-tech. Like, yes. Still, still monstrously high-tech compared to, obviously, even, like, today's technology, and ha- still has, like, an suit and all that stuff. But I was like, oh, yeah, he has, like, more low-key weapons because it's, like, 300 years into the past of predator culture also. <laughs> I, wasn't there a thing about them coming with lo, like not using tools in order to get more points on their on their kills or whatever? That's from the book. That's yeah, that's like book yeah, logic. Okay. But I mean, I, I kind of like. I believe that that that's all. That's always been my head canon, right? Yeah. Is that like you're like that's why like they they try to sneak up and kill you with claws, but <laughs> worst comes to worst, they're like laser beams. In <laughs> in any of the movies, whenever someone moves to take them on with a hand to hand weapon. They respond in kind. Yeah, like they pop the claws or use the big spear, but they, they don't just shoot rockets at the guy who's holding the sword. Ever, right. ever. So yeah, I don't know. That would have made prey pity short. <laughs> I mean, he uses like the auto targeting and stuff on his helmet and and whatnot, hmm. and it's uh, it's. But like I said, you, you also kind of get the impression that he wasn't expecting humans to be like any kind of threat. Like he's on the planet, like hunting like wolves and bears and stuff, because he's like these are the these top are the top players. guys. Mm. <laughs> like, he takes out like a like his first kills are like a mountain lion, and then he takes out a bear and whatever else like that. And I was like, I guess in this particular area. He's oh just come like, on! I mean, I realize there's not a lot of technology out in in America at that point in history, but he could have flown his spaceship over the Colosseum and seen there were some like. <laughs> You know, if he was looking for a challenge, I don't know if that's the place to go and get it. Also, it, never really spoken about in the in the like movies, but like touched on in the books is that like their tech is pretty garbage, right? Like they're like they're they're just sort of like accidental tech. Like I don't think they can do like full planetary scans or whatever. I think they just like land in the wilderness and they're like, "What's up? I'm gonna hunt the thing with like fangs and, and spikes." Like I don't think they like scanned the entire planet. Right. They were just like neato. <laughs> found an animal down there like maybe a lot of like movement tracking heat signatures mm-hmm. yeah who knows what kind of abilities they have but i guess the the lead in there is that in predator 2 they get that gun back so things do not bode well for uh the future of what's her name naru because <laughs> when this movie ends she has that gun mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Although she does give it to someone else in the tribe, so yeah. who knows? Uh, but I guess that that the the whole cast was very cool. They mm-hmm. they look the part, whether it's the the tribe or the the fur Mike trappers. Patterson? Yeah, they looked great. The movie looked great. <laughs> it it had a yeah. great um, cinematographer, which yeah. does not always. I will I will say movies. the the special effects on the like. On the bear and the mountain lion, not great, but... They almost had that, like, 300 type of fantasy look to them. Yeah, like, like the bear was more, like, jacked and fantasy-ish looking than anything else. And I wasn't necessarily super into that, but then the predator himself looked amazing. So I was like, if you had to pull budget from, like, making the bear look real good or making the predator look real good, I feel they, they spent it in the right spot, because the, the predator looks amazing in, like, every... Every interaction looks fantastic. Also, kudos to the writing team, because no one does anything exceedingly stupid. Even mm-hmm. the people who are like, we're not hunting a demon. There's a mountain lion in the woods. Like, that's not a ridiculous thing to believe. And then when they're faced yeah. with it, they're, they're all like, oh, 
oh shit, like no one wanders up to it and tries to hug it or something. Or... Yeah, they, 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 the, like the trappers set traps yeah. <laughs> for it. <laughs> like, like yeah, smart and like relatively smart traps. Like, go, goes bad for them. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> did you see? Mike Patterson had a had an interview on like Global News this morning or whatever, and he's just sort of like, well, you know, I don't want to spoil the film, but I do face off against the predator, and one of us comes out on top. <laughs> it's like you'll have to see the movie to find out who wins. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mike Patterson. Uh, if I, Putting the work in. If I had a little time, I'd make him a poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. It op- opens itself up to a, a clear sequel in the, the, the closing credits or whatever, because they do a, like, a, like a, the, the closing credits have, like, indigenous art kind of, like, retelling the entire film, but then f- shows up with, like, more ships right. showing up, which a lot of people have also pointed out like bodes ill for whatever Danny Glover's character is and Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they were like, Oh yeah. So if we like take the lesson of the flintlock pistol, which like she wins by like killing a predator and then Danny Glover wins by like killing a predator. It's not like you kill a predator and then they're like, and now go about your day. They're like, no, another predator is going to show up because like you currently have like a status that another predator will want to show up and kill you. Mm. So they were like, yeah, Dutch's cousin, or Predator, Jungle Predator's cousins are going to show up and kill Dutch in a couple of years to be like, this is the guy that killed our cousin. Let's yeah. get him. If we can, obviously. But like, I think he's a higher, a higher ranked kill because he's actually taken down a Predator. He's just a huge target on his back now. Did you see the meme going around about the, the fans pushing for a samurai Predator movie? Hmm. That could be fun. Predator comes, yeah, why not? kills the Shogun, the samurai goes Ronin now, and has to hunt down the Predator to avenge his honor. Mm. That's not going to work well. One of them has a spaceship. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, weren't there, isn't there like weird, and again, I guess like AVP is only like tangentially canonical or whatever, but isn't there like, there's a shot in AVP where it's like, the sac- like the Aztec sacrifices are actually to the predators and stuff. Like there's like a dumb scene, like a legit scene in the film wow. where they're like standing on pyramids and stuff, but it's the predators up there. And I was like, I don't know if that's right. Totally unrelated. I just read a huge article about Aztec human sacrifice practices and whatever. They mm-hmm. killed a lot of people. They were really crazy about killing people. It was like every day, multiple people. Yeah, man, the, why not? The, a lot of the writing about it is like, why would they do that? Like, how, wouldn't you destroy your own civilization? And one of the, the suggestions was that because there were no farmable animals in Central America, like other than llamas that don't do too well in the jungle, like you don't have that much big huntable animals. And so like a regular protein source might actually have been humans. Hmm. Yeah. You could just make more food. It just comes right out. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess, but how how much do you need to, like, feed a person to make him edible? You know what I mean? Like, I feel that, that that's not, like... That Are you making a modest proposal here? Is, is that... Well, I'm trying to figure out, again, if they're just sort of like, oh, if they're killing people by, like, in wholesale to eat yeah. them, right? Yeah. Like, how much food does it take to get a person into, like, edible condition? Because, like, baby ain't got no meat on him. He's just a little baby. You want to, like, let that yeah. baby grow for a little while. And that's, like, years of feeding him. Is, is there an optimal feeding time? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Let's not think about eating people anymore, you mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> All right, let's instead think about movie 43. Wait, so, hang on. We also have to, we have to wrap up and say oh, yeah, yeah, that... yeah, yeah, we got to rank that, it. Well, we, we should rank... We, a, we should rank Prey because we both saw yeah. it. And B, we should also say that, uh, like, written and starring and, and many, many crew members and stuff like that of, like, actual indigenous people. Yep. So, yeah. as, as opposed to just a bunch of white people, like, doing, let's make some Native Americans fight the Predator. They, you know, got the actual indigenous... Writers, indigenous tribes, indigenous actors. Do you know who? Uh, Where? The, the, the two leads I mean, are Comanche? Amber. Yeah, they're Comanche, and the the two leads are Amber mm-hmm. Mid uh, Mid Thunder and Dakota Beavers. Both mm-hmm. of them kick ass. Both of them are very cool characters. The brother and sister, like, mm-hmm. they're 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 like mm-hmm. two sides to the same coin, and they have a deep relationship that's not just really shallow on the paper you know they're family members mm-hmm. and they're they're competitive but it's not like with a 
complete paper thin blinding competition to each other. They they do try to take yeah. care of each other at the same time and Well yeah, they all they also spoke about the fact that like there is very much the like the men uh were taking on the roles of like hunters and women serving as caregivers and also oversaw the like the, the homes and children stuff like that was actually like the traditional structure of the Comanche tribe. So it wasn't just the like a bullshit reason for to be weird that she was like, I want to go hunting. And they're like, you shouldn't go hunting. And they're like, yeah, no, all that was historically accurate. Uh, and someone apparently there was someone on screen rat who did an article about uh, like how historically accurate is, is prey. And apparently like most, like all the like clothing weaponry of both the, the tribe and the French warriors and all that stuff is like pretty on point. Like, obviously I'm sure there's like slight, minutia and stuff here and there that's put in for like hollywood action predator movie but like it wasn't it wasn't just a we we did what we felt looked cool like there there was a at least an effort was made to keep most of the stuff historically accurate in terms of like clothing and what kind of weapons they'd be using and and all that stuff so hmm. yeah it, it's a star maker movie people are gonna have lots of work just from having been in this movie right on yeah. hope so and then like i said hope they get uh Hopefully get a, get a sequel out of it. Also, the other thing that I wanted to mention, did you hear, I was reading a story, obviously there's a lot, a lot of like articles and stuff coming out about Predator and Predatorverse and stuff, about how uh, like Schwarzenegger just like had a private chef on the Predator set and was just cooking everybody like five-star meals and like ordering like crates of cigars for the entire cast and crew throughout all of filming. And then, like, the producers were like, and then we get these bills being like, oh, man, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I was like, no problem. I know a guy who flies in his chef and, like, whatever else. And they're just like, they were like, yeah, they were like, that movie really should not have been made. And apparently it also had kind of a, a Fury Road, like, stop and start kind of thing where they were, like, starting it. And then, like, the, the producer, or not the producer in terms of, like, the producer guy, but, like, the studio, studio head changed. And then there was another guy who froze and it moved around and they were like yeah predator kind of just like slipped through the cracks and just kind of got made on a lot of it apparently just like schwarzenegger's force of will just being like this movie's happening and just kind of like you're referring it to the, the original system. one yeah yeah huh. yeah crazy he's mm -hmm. it was a it was a good movie he, like the, the predator got completely redesigned after shooting started because it was van yeah. damme was the stunt guy playing the first predator and they were yeah, like yes yeah, so it was like it was like fast it was a fast ninja and they were like, ooh, like, no, this this can't be. Let's change this up. My favorite Predator story hmm. is um, Jesse Ventura is in costuming the first the first week. And uh, mm -hmm. the costume director is just like, oh, uh, like taking measurements and stuff. Like, your, your arms are actually bigger than Arnold's. And Jesse is just like, yeah, that's right, they are. I'm, I'm Jesse the Body <laughs> Ventura. And then when the whole cast got together, Jesse started, like, talking shit and and not not saying where he got this information from, but it was just like, yeah, you know, Arnold, my guns are bigger than yours. Put money on the table. Let's do, let's go. And Schwarzenegger yeah. puts money on the table, flexes, is two inches bigger than Jesse Ventura's arms, and says half of this has to go to the costume director because I told her to pump you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking That's great. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently it was a, the, all the whole jungle shoot was an absolute like party, and everybody was having like great time all the time. And costumes things were not thought about while they were like, whatever, we're just doing our thing in the jungle, man. Uh, where does it go though on the on the list, y'all? The list. I'm looking. I'm looking. It's, a, it's due for an update. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't added that many films no, to it. No. To be fair, we've been we've been going easy on you. Um, I'm looking in the 50s. Me too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was looking at like Ex Machina Arrival, and it's it's probably more fun. Yeah, than like those. it's it's start, like it's easy to kind of I would maybe even put it under Black Panther. That's kind of where I'm seeing it. Like it's kind of above it. It's above Coraline. Annihilation might be that area. Well, it's maybe no, it's maybe not as good as Knives Out. Knives Out could probably be a little bit higher. Yeah. We got to talk but, about that later. There's three sequels coming. Yeah, I know. Mm. This is this is certainly the area though for it. If the Crow, does it go above the Crow? Yes, it's better than the yeah. Crow. 
And the crow's fucking great. Yeah, but it, it's also very flawed. Like, yes. this is, yes. like... Yeah. The Good, flaw, but flawed. Yeah, the flaw yeah. of Prey is that it's a an ABC. There's no twists. There's no turns. There's... The Predator shows up. and But, like, that's also a strength in many uh, ways. Yeah. Like, like, the reason that it, like, kind of, I would say, has a cap is that it's simple. But it's also plays to its strengths, and you're like, there's a woman who wants to be a hunter, and then a predator shows up, and she decides to try to hunt it, and, uh, hijinks. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's the first Predator movie, right? Like, you're just like, people are going about their day, and they have a certain set of skills, and then a predator starts picking them off, so... Well, hold on, hold on. It's not just that. And that's part of why the movie is good, is that it's a bit of a twist on what was, like, the dominant force in action movies at the time, which is, like, ultra-macho-infused muscles, right? And then all of those guys fail. And that, that yeah. so, so it's taking a stab at the state of action movies in general. It's, sure. You know? Yeah. The other, the sequel... I mean, but then the guy with the absolute biggest guns in the film does beat him. Well, but I by mean, but by outsmarting him, right? Like yeah, that's like the, the, the way to the way to he beat the predator him. is to outsmart him. It's not to Rambo it and just be like, bah, 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 but you can't. Yeah. yeah, except that to Rambo it, that's another one that got perverted. Where it was like originally Rambo it means having a good cry, and then in number two it means going. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sad, sad Rambo in the first film, like taking a good hard look at like PTSD and coming back yeah. from the war, and yeah. now you're like. Second and third film are just nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- uh, yeah, exactly. I think, like, the Predator films are not the Expendables, basically. As as much as Expendable as many of them are, the answer is usually not just fight it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking under Knives Out above Ex Machina. You loved Ex Machina. I did really love Ex Machina. I think Prey... Yeah. Prey you loved? It was very good. It was so... It was fun. It was, like, a great popcorn... Yeah, that's it. It's like that. Like that's. I think the the if prey was like, if there were no no such thing as a predator franchise, I think prey would be like into the top thirty. Hmm. But instead, it's just like, you know, like a really good chocolate mousse cake. You're like, <laughs> but, but more, you more, know? more than that, I, I I think that a lot of movies look back to the '80s and '90s and they're like, this is we're gonna do a new movie on this franchise, and crash and burn so hard and this one and also like just play for nostalgia right and this one does a few visual cues for nostalgia but doesn't play the same songs again it's not a cover band movie yeah and it sticks the landing at the end of it you're just like oh no that was that was good that, that was that was fine I'm, I want more of that mm-hmm Cool. Yeah, that, okay, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, it didn't invent the cake. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, like if if there was no Predator films and this film came out, I'd be like, whoa, like like crazy into it for the reasons John said, like kind of you know subverting the action genre and and doing all that stuff. But it didn't. It just it hit all the notes perfectly. Like, I guess like yeah, like watching like a concert pianist like play Beethoven, you're not like better than Beethoven. You're like that guy doesn't like become Beethoven. Right. Well, if, mm-hmm. if you wanted to scroll down a little bit, like it's definitely above number seventy, which is Black Widow right now. <laughs> like definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm saying that if it was a if it was an original IP, I'd be putting it even higher. Is what I'm saying. Like it's it's the lack of having any like original ingredients that is like leading me lower. But I think that that's kind of. I can be convinced otherwise, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm. Floor is at seventy. Yeah, I'm just saying I can see it. But it's also, and this is like, I feel that the Avengers movies are are too high. But you guys, man. We got to do it. We got to. We got to have the the day, the show. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. But I also know that both of you were really high on the fact that like the Avengers movies took like thirty movies and brought them to a cohesive finish that like i was never that high and i don't think that they did a great job of connecting 30 movies i did that like i did huh i do yeah that's what i'm saying i was like i was like that like trick seemed to i've we can go back to the tapes i feel that you even john were like relatively lenient on them to be like the fact that it wasn't a disaster (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't a disaster but it they didn't stick it yeah yeah. Um, and and this is where I kind of and again eh, maybe we said we need to list reorder like I yeah. would as a as a, a what do you call it as a recreation of an eighties thing I would put it above it 
as as much fun as I had with it. Yeah, I I'm okay with that only because I think it didn't didn't survive as well as it probably could have. I want to hear not arguments with it, but arguments with Princess Mononoke and and yeah, exactly. That's it. But then I have a hard time getting it past Princess Mononoke, Mononoke Funeral Kings, and Coraline. Like, because those are all very original, creative films. Yeah. Even Annihilation, right? I'm, like, for, for The Flaws of Annihilation. Also movie. an incredibly creative film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put it... I say below Annihilation. And so just the, just above Harry Potter and The Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, and below Annihilation. I'm fine with that. Again, I, I, I feel like the big strength of this movie is that it took people we haven't seen before and an IP that we have and made it all work. It's good. It was fun. Uh, people should just watch this movie. Hmm. 100%. And a lot of people are. Yeah. It's the number one stream movie across all platforms right now. So. Yep. Speaking of streaming uh, films, do you know what film is, is not streaming anymore? Because Disney sucks. 200 episodes of Sesame Street? Uh, no, but Avatar... Because in order to, A, pump the tires one more time on Avatar being like a giant box office thing and to get everybody hyped for, uh, I guess, the new Avatar movies or whatever else, um, they quietly and did not announce the fact that they were pulling Avatar off of Disney Plus because it's coming out in theaters again in a month. And I was like, wow, that's scummy. <laughs> No, that's like, fine. Yep. I, I don't. I, it's weird. It's like okay. It's like a twelve-year-old movie or whatever at this point. Billy like, can't watch it on streaming only in theaters. <laughs> Avatar. Okay, Get out it, of here. It's not that they're pulling it for no reason. They're pulling it to relaunch it in theaters. That makes sense. Which they've done before, though. This will be the third time they bring Avatar out in theaters. <laughs> hey, hang on a second here. I want to make this very clear. Avatar is a bad movie. Uh-huh. And it's it's got bad fans. And a worse poster. They just use papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, do we have it on the list? Cause I don't think if so. We, if we did, it would be low. It would be very low. And, yeah. and the fact that... What, we would ha- what we'd have to do is we have to do a double feature where we actually watch Pocahontas and Avatar back-to-back. Yeah. To I really fuck, see... Hold on. Fuck back-to-back. Back. We do it at the same time. Two screens. <laughs> one try, to, try to sync them up. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the, yeah, love, the love that that movie gets, I, ooh, I do Avatar? not understand. Yeah. Really? It made I, a, a billion dollars in, in theaters. Okay. People don't... But a big, a big part... Like, hang on. And this will be leading into the second half of our episode, once we circle back with John about movie 43. Uh-huh. What Avatar was, though, was playing it real safe down the middle in a movie basically designed to play well in international markets, not unlike the Emoji movie. Ooh. <laughs> so, so I'm saying that, yeah. like, Avatar absolutely did well domestically, but it also has was just, you know, like, visually stunning, throw a lot of, like, you could like just a universally dumb dumb story about like bad guys trying to steal the ground and then you know some blue folks want to fight them and stuff and i'm sure it just killed in like china and india and like international markets it must have just like it's one of those movies where like bring it up on box office mojo somebody (laughs) but it's like i guarantee you that the worldwide is probably bigger than most movies are domestic God. by like a wide, wide, wide margin. It's got 7.8 on IMDb, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 83 on Metacritic. Google users are at 80, 86% like this film. It, yeah. Fuck, it's so bad. It's very bad. Anyway. Yeah. It, we'll take a break. It's, and it's box office when we come back. is 2.8 billion US dollars <laughs> after the second release. Yeah, and they're doing it again. They're doing it again. <laughs> People stop watching this movie. Stop going to see Avatar. Uh, so while while we're staying in box office in in the realm of box office uh, missteps, John, you know that we're still going to give you um, a bad movie to watch. Just you did, even though you volunteered to watch movie forty three. I think I think it's like a special thing when a movie unseats the bottom of the list and uh, becomes our worst movie of all time. I feel a little responsible for it. Uh, you know, whatever. 
So, and also, this movie had been talked about for years and years as like this like magnificent disaster. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was it was bad, and there was a lot of offensive stuff. But it was like somebody trying to do sketch comedy in a, like a really risky, dirty zone with a crazy amount of big name actors who got tricked or schemed or bamboozled into being <laughs> in it. And there's like, yeah, some of them are misses, but some of them actually, I actually laughed out loud in a couple of moments. And I, I think about my experience going over like, like fucking dark shadows or some of the other garbage town movies that ended up at the bottom of the list. I'm going mm-hmm. to bring it up on another screen. And it's like, I had way more fun with this T- to be fair. I had smoked a big fat joint before. And I was, I was also like, you know, kind of playing on the internet at the same time. So I didn't like fully commit to it, but mm. definitely there was some funny moments in there. Uh, explain. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was what was the like? If you remember, like any laugh out loud moments, because like Scott was just felt like that he he was just kicking his comedy dick again and again and again, like yelling at him that he should find this funny. But you, sir, found this funny. I, I this is a big statement. I'm just saying there were moments. But yeah, like, but like so, such some, as? Of the, some of the lines that were that were I don't know. I'm, I don't know that I remember it's the exact specific moment I laughed. But I like I See, remember the great big joint. Uh, <laughs> yes, but what? But like I definitely did laugh out loud during during moments. Like, it's do you remember at least of, any of the sketches? That, yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. To... Okay, so they have like. <laughs> The, the, it's like it's a huge opening okay Hugh Jackman is playing this guy on a, on a blind date and he has testicles coming out of his chin like a huge set of testicles hanging down there and then and then his, his the person on the date with him is like what the fuck is going on and she, she keeps looking at it and then they're at this restaurant and, and he's like he knows the waiters and he knows everybody so everybody there is treating him totally normally and um, what is the comedy that comes out of somebody on a blind date and the guy I don't know but you're, you're you giggled at the mention of big testicles hanging off of his chin so I feel it's, that it, it's it, it's, it got you and gross and like no 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 like mostly it doesn't it doesn't land but there's like a couple of lines that do and you can chuckle at them it's, it's hard man people don't do com- big comedy movies anymore because shit like this happens where they feel like they offended everybody or whatever. I don't know. I just... I, right. I, I, so, I, so yeah, go you, you go through blind date, date reveals he's got testicles on his neck. Yeah. Then you go to homeschooled. Yes. Leif Schreiber, Naomi Watts one. Yeah. Where the parents are giving him the true high school experience. That was definitely funny. There, there was implied incest there. Incest is funny. Can be funny. <laughs> <laughs> can be funny okay the whole the whole situation is hilarious okay. the the loving parents just desperately trying to give the kid the like the high school experience so they like ostracize him and don't invite him to the party at their house it's <laughs> great the, the, the next sketch are you planning on homeschooling is... your kid John? Uh, whatever <laughs> it's a possibility the next... The next sketch is called The Proposition with yep. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Yep. And that's about pooping on each other. Yep. Also funny. Anna Ferris is also in the Emoji movie, you guys. Is, there's also the, poop in the Emoji movie. Also Patrick Stewart as poop. Yeah. Then then the next one is Veronica, the Kieran Culkin, Emma Stone. Oh, um, yeah. Having... They're uh, reminiscing breakup? sexual encounters and having a breakup with each other in this like intense personal moment, and then they don't over they, the microphone in a grocery store. Yeah, they don't realize that the microphone is hot, and they're broadcasting everything to the to the grocery store. And then the girl runs out, and then the guy runs out after her, and then everybody in the in the store is like, "Don't worry, we'll cover for you." And he goes off after the girl. Whatever, it's bad. It, then, that one was really cringy. I, I know you would have hated that. Then it's Richard Gere yeah. with the, the sex doll MP3 player. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> Jeez. Then it's superhero speed. You're, you're missing Keith. When he says sex doll MP3 player, it is a fully a full woman sitting there as a stand-in as the MP3 player. It's just a naked woman. With a USB port. Look, and a it's, it's very dumb, and it's, and it's trying to be crass and dirty and sophomoric, and like yeah, we we don't think Jerky Boys was like good humor, but that's what well, that's the territory this is all in. It's in like jerky, crass, stupid, lowbrow comedy. Some of it lands. I guess so. Here's and I mean I, I don't know if I right. said to have this. Just, feedback. I'm, gonna, I'm not. I don't want to go through all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's it's so much. Halle Berry. Yeah. 
that the the, the she, double she, dare. She doesn't get shat on. I don't remember this one. That's <laughs> the one where they they dare each other. Oh yeah, 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 and it just like keeps escalating and escalating and escalating. I can't believe Hallie yeah. actually did it. There were so I, many, so I, many I, stupid I, escalations. That's the setup, Keith. Right. So the setup is these two guys go, a guy and a girl go on a date. They have a good date, but they, they kind of like dare each other to do stuff that that's just like escalating and going more and more mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then, but it goes like, I don't know. What, do you remember any of the yeah, later I, ones? I dare. The first one is like I dare you to go over to that kid's birthday party in the restaurant. And blow, and blow out his candles. Candles. Yeah. And then. The later one is Stephen Merchant gets full plastic surgery to look like an Asian man. Right. <laughs> and Halle Berry gets watermelon breast implants. Mm-hmm. See, so, like, see this sounds funnier it's... when it's the, the movie Jackass. <laughs> like, if the Jackass okay. guys were doing it, that sounds hilarious. We, we don't have to because a they're doing it not for they're not faking that those implants. They're this was still it. a bad movie, but I but I don't I don't think it was like as as unredeemable as as all of that. And I bet if you were having like a big stupid party and this was on, people would fucking laugh and and point at it. No, very stupid party. Yeah, you would you would you would have a lot of questions about your choice in putting this film on at a party. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it has a place there with like um, everything is terrible as just like background noise that. Well, that, that's weird. I think that like when Scott was describing this, and when you're describing it, you're just saying, "Oh, it's just like this big dumb crass film or whatever." Is yeah. I was like, I think that the reason it sounds so off-putting is that like there's guys who have done the recipe of like crass, offensive, and it been funny, right? Like if you look like thirteen seasons or whatever of Always Sunny is yeah. like wildly crass and offensive and funny like 20 something seasons of south park is like very crass and very offensive but then with like super bad super bad yeah okay like, this is a million times crasser than super bad like the the and i don't know that you're totally being fair you with with characters ensembles and with multiple seasons you get to build storylines and stuff and you know things about them this is all sketch you know Whatever, a bunch of them aren't going to land. Okay, go to the next one. And then some kids of them are the so hall. offensive, you hate Kids yourself. in the hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, the kids in the hall are doing sketch, and it's also very often offensive, and I don't know, mostly lands. Uh, wait, speaking of, I had a thought. Uh, I was watching a video the other day, and I mentioned Jackass, and it made me mm-hmm. think of the fact that uh, I watched a video of, like, Steve-O going through various stunts that he, like, backed out of. Ooh. Like yes, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most easy to like the first one on the list is like most easy to to remember is that he did not shove a little toy car up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> there were other people ready for that one. Exactly, that's it. There, there's a couple other ones too where he uh, like he he jumped off the high board, uh, like an Olympic high dive board, on stilts, and yeah. and then immediately Knoxville was like, "I thought you were gonna do a flip." <laughs> Which is just so shitty of Knoxville. I'm like, that seems terrifying. Like, teetering on stilts up to the thing of, like, a 30-meter-high high-dive board. Olympics That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, but the, but the one that... Where they talk about the one that they all bailed on because they couldn't work it out on how to do it was mm-hmm. they wanted to, in, I think, Jackass Forever, they wanted to go down a ski hill in a bouncy castle. Yeah, <laughs> but they were like, like, "But you can't keep a bouncy castle bouncy without like a five hundred pound engine generator behind it." Compressor. So they're like, "No matter how we tried to move it around the bouncy castle, we were like, that's gonna kill us." Like we had all signed up for like going down a ski hill in a bouncy castle, pretty much knowing that like broken limbs and concussions were like coming, guaranteed. Like, yeah, they, they were like, they were like, "We're not, we're not all walking out of this." But then when they couldn't figure out how to like deal with the 500 pound generator they were like they were all like no we yeah, can't do it. this i was like oh they must have been so bummed that's they crazy were, they were like at the ski hill and had the castle and they're like oh no this is how we die like that thing that thing just wrecks us and then yeah. uh and then yeah i think the another big one was the they wanted to duct tape him to a mechanical bull and he was like that seems like a spinal injury yeah and i was like yeah that probably would have that would have been pretty awful like Taped down to a mechanical bull. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the emoji movie. Yeah. I watched it. How did it go? Um, so the best part of the movie was, I believe, an unintentional 
Like, I mean, or or there was just a writer who was just like a genius, like an actual genius, mm-hmm. which is that the emoji of the the main character's name is Gene. Hang on a sec. Huh. John, did you write that down? The emoji movie. The writer was an actual genius. Someone, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone in the writer's room. Someone, one of them. One of them was an actual genius, and that the 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 main character, played by problematic, and we'll talk about that later. T.J. Miller. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Thank you guys for giving me movies with more problematic stars. Oh no. <laughs> uh. His name is Gene, and his job is to be a meh emoji. So, like the quest of his mo- the the quest of the main character is to be the ultimate meh. And I was like, this is the film. Is that the goal is to be meh? And in That's- that regard, the film achieves at being meh. Like, it's it's not actively bad in any way. Like, it's it's just largely. Meh. The worst part of it, and I think the part that maybe you guys accidentally touched upon, is that I hate James Corden, and he's like a main character. He's the high five emoji, and he plays Gene Meh emoji's best friend. So James Corden is in the whole thing. Who's James Corden again? What did he do? Late night. Late, late night karaoke, British guy. Carpool karaoke. Yeah, he sucks. Hmm. He's also he's the worst part of the film Cats. Yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah, that's uh, heavy. <laughs> it's really heavy. <laughs> there is, there is, there is one joke that lands, and it's early on, where like he's like he's like the main character is like rushing to get to work, or whatever. And I'll, I'll describe what work is because it's mm-hmm. the crux of the film. And, and you see a couple of like like old timey emoticons like walking with canes, mm-hmm. and like he like he like knocks into the emoticons. He's like, oh my god, sorry, emoticons. And one of them falls down and says, "Ow, my colon." Womp womp. Exactly. I was like, that's about the cleverest line in the film. (laughs) There's all kinds of poop jokes to Patrick Stewart. Uh, Whenever he pops up, there's always like, I'm just doing my duty. And everyone everyone just cackles cackles in delight. Uh Uh, He actually says the line, I'll be a real meh. (laughs) Which again, I was like, "That, that should be the trailer. Like, what do you want to be? I want to be a real meh. There it is. Emoji movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many God, weird... I can't believe that this movie is long enough to be a movie. It's... <laughs> Based on what you're just you're saying here. <laughs> there is also another moment where... so a- After like almost the entire film of like... Every time the poop emoji is on screen, there's just real low-hanging poop jokes. And for some reason, the devil emoji's name is, like, Steven. Uh, <clears throat> whatever. And just the, 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 the smile emoji is just sort of like, and it's like, when, and when it's done with, the, or actually, I think no, poop emoji is like, and when it's done, he's like, we'll wipe them out. And Steven's like, ah, wipe them out. And then, like, poop, Sir Patrick Stewart is like, try harder, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty great. And I was like, uh-huh. I don't think that was actual dialogue. That might have just been. Sir Patrick Stewart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saying actual sass in the vo- in the vo- uh, vocal booth. The whole thing is obviously a big ad for uh, multiple things. There's like an actual like tension. Okay, so here's the film. Mm-hmm. If you you live oh, in Textopolis, you're an emoji, and your job is to sit in the emoji box whenever the user like needs you, and then when he presses your emoji. Your job is to stand very still and look like the emoji, and it scans your face live. And then okay. you have to go back to your day. That is that is the job of the emojis. And uh, Gene's face, he has more than one emotion. So he's like seems to be a malfunction in the system. So they want to get – the smile emoji wants to get rid of him. It's played <laughs> by Maya Rudolph. And then he is, his goal is to contact a hacker named Jailbreak to try to like reprogram him to be a real meh and then but then obviously he learns like a little something about himself and friendship and maybe he's fine just the way he is and maybe the user will like him even if he is a Mm. crazy emoji that's a good lesson anyway um on the (laughs) christina aguilera seems to die like actual death 
So the, she's in the Just Dance app, which is also, I don't think, a phone app. I just think, I was like, how does Just Dance work on the phone? I could be wrong. Yeah, no, that's a like a Wii game. Yeah, exactly, PS5 that's it. Game. Anyway, so, and Christina Aguilera plays like Angel Stardust or something, and, and she sings uh, an original song uh, called oh, Feel yeah. the Moment, featuring Christina Aguilera and Pitbull. <laughs> Which I'm sure they hoped was a bigger hit than it was, because I had never <laughs> heard the song before in my life. And it samples from Take On Me. Hmm. Of course it does. It's a real bad song. Anyway, so they're, just, they're, they're, they're doing the dance to it, and then because the stuff on his phone is kind of going nuts, the user just deletes the app, and the app starts, like, exploding and disintegrating. And Christina Aguilera's character's like, and, like, I'm like, oh, and they just killed her. And then... <laughs> Then they find her later in the trash, like, of the phone. Icon. Uh, and there's, like, a whole scene of he's, of where, like, James Corden's character is like, oh, we're going to get everybody out of here. But then he accidentally, like, bumps the little, like, ladder off the trash icon so it falls down. So, like, the trolls and Christina Aguilera's character presumably, like, can't get out. And they state clearly that the trash empties out at midnight. So she Christina did. Aguilera's character dies, <laughs> actively dies in the film. And do not return to save her from the trash. Hmm. Uh, there's an entire set piece that is just them playing Candy Crush. Oh, a big old ad for Candy Crush. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, then they they go on a little date or whatever, surfing the streams of Spotify. Mm-hmm. They okay. they they Spotify go into his ad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They go into his memories and a trip in France on his Instagram memories. Oh yeah, the, that's an app too. Yep, mm-hmm. the, there are so many apps. Like, like, like those are main. Those are apps that are like are set piece functions of the movie. But then there's just like other stuff. Like, there's like nods to Facebook and Crunchyroll. And when they go into YouTube, it's all identifiable YouTube videos. And when you get to the closing credits of the film, you see like a wall of YouTube videos that they had to credit. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's it's dumb and it's bad. Uh, oh yeah, wow. They're, they're, I think the biggest ad for all of the apps is the ad for Dropbox, which is they – so the smile emoji, like, hacks the antivirus emoji to be, like, extra aggressive. Uh-huh. And then they're like, don't worry. We'll be safe in Dropbox because, like, malware can't get in here. Oh. And they hide yeah. in Dropbox. And I was like, wow, Dropbox. <laughs> like, it's like that, that's, that's a malware, like, thing now. Uh-huh. Malware can't get you in. You're safe in Dropbox. Ugh, uh, that's rough. That's man. Rough. <clears throat> so, and then at the end of the film, obviously, uh, he sends the the, the, the scrambly, the, the user sends the scrambly emoji to his girl crush. And she's like, neat, cool. And then they actually hit it off and they go to the dance to to each other. And then the, like, they're like, hey, man, I thought you were going to, like, return your phone. And he's like, uh, you know... It's a little weird, but I think I'm going to hold on to it. And then he, like, smiles lovingly at his phone and, like, puts it in his pocket. And I was like, are they trying to make us feel about our phones the way Toy Story made us feel about toys? Because it does not succeed. It does not succeed in that endeavor whatsoever. Hmm. Yep. But, uh, sounds yeah. Bad. It sounds like a bad movie. It is. It, it's, and I was going to say, it is the... Meh. Like, like, meh is, it's, it's, the, the one part of the, the core of the film is the character has a desire to be meh, and the film appears to only have a desire to be meh. Nice. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily the worst movie I've ever seen, but it doesn't seem to be, like, shooting at anything other mm-hmm. than complete and total mediocrity. So, I did it. Watch the Emoji movie, you guys. So is it better than cats? No, it's worse That's than right. cats. It's worse than cats. So here's why it's worse than cats is because cats has the one scene uh, with Ian McKellen that's actually like pretty good, and he kind of like oh he's... man. I'm just saying, there's, say it's, it's, it's 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 his performance there is okay. It's a sad little song. I also have a soft spot for the, the yes, original music do. of Cats, yeah. and that like three minute sequence in the middle of the movie. Of just Ian McKelly singing the Gus the Theater Cat song. Ian, Mc- Ian McKelly. Ian McKellen singing the Gus the Theater Cat song is better than anything the Emoji Movie does. 
Like, there's a good three minutes in Cats. There is not a good... But at the same time, the rest of the movie is not as offensively bad as Cats. So... Well, if you want to slip down a little bit, let's, let's line it up against Dragons of Autumn Twilight. It's better than Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Alright. Because so that, that was... There are, there are three movies between Cats and Dragon, <laughs> Dragonlance. You've got The Room, Catwoman, and Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> uh, I would say it's better than... You suck Catwoman, right? You can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, it's definitely better than Catwoman. So that throws it right up against The Room. Um, oh, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. I, I might go higher than cats. Like maybe. Like not much. Like I'm like this is like I'm, it's not getting like out of the very bottom here. Okay. Well, at two oh nine, there's United Passions. Two ten has Xanadu. Two eleven has the. Love I think Xanadu is too low. I saw parts of that a little while ago. It was on TV, and I was like, man. John is too harsh to Xanadu. Was I? I don't know. But at the same time, I think that like I was just like clapping at the spectacle of people spinning around on roller skates quite a bit. Where I don't know that it would necessarily have that. Like, well, oddly comparable, United Passions at two oh nine, because that movie was a big propaganda piece that was meh. Yeah, exactly. That's it. United Passions seems like potentially the right zone because, like I said, like Cats is it's. Like it's this film is not outright terrible. It's just boring and bad, and ultimately. An well, then you, it should this. go up, right? Because these these movies are all outright terrible, and there's like well, a good yeah, but, but, but like, but this, but like, isn't the like think about again, like much like movie forty three, whatever. Like yeah. when you talk about like wasted talent, where like T J Miller, who we'll get into in a second, mm-hmm. Anna Faris, Maya Rudolph. Like Stephen Wright, uh, yeah, it's a crazy star-studded. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. James Corden, even though I hate him, Patrick Stewart, like every the voice of everybody is like these are people who have comedy timing and and chops and whatever. And, and even the like writer director guy, like uh, something Le- Leandis, it's like Leonidas. He's Greek. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did like, but he did uh, a couple of like the Disney sequels. Like he did like Kronk's New Groove and stuff. Like I was like he's done passable made for tv animation films like he's this is i think this is his first like big feature but he did like he did some of the the what do you call it the lilo and stitch sequels too which i like seem to remember seeing one or two of them and not being some of that like straight to video disney stuff that wasn't awful mm-hmm. and this was just like i said like boring and bland and where it becomes negative is that it's a, like a paper thin commercial for apps <laughs> Right is like is like where it like drags the life out of it. Like if it wasn't that, it might do better. It would just be boring. But then it was also like, oh yeah, Candy Crush is cool. Like, want to use Spotify, Dropbox, so safe. Like that that's hard to fucking swallow when you're watching it. So that's that's where I end up in like United Passions territory. Right, right, right. Uh, and again with a good cast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think United I Passions mean- is the right is the right mix. Um, sure. Don't forget the, the Love Guru is right around there too. Yeah, I think it's above the Love Guru. Oof. I'm gonna put it above United Passions. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not defending United Passions at all. <laughs> I don't think United Passions has an original track by Pitbull and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh, man, if it did. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so then while I was you know trying to fill the time on this. Do you guys know what, like, how much of a mess T.J. Miller is? Nope. Like, I remember some of him. Like, I remember him being kicked off of uh, Silicon Valley for being apparently, like, pretty atrocious to um, someone. So let, let's run through his controversies and legal issues on Wikipedia. Starting in December of 2016, uh, he was arrested and jailed for assaulting an Uber car driver uh, in a fight with the driver... Uh, the driver was a, a Trump supporter, and he had to pay $20,000 and reach a settlement. <laughs> but still, got into a physical fight. Uh, sexual assault allegations. He was like Me too uh, coming out of a number of people uh, from the George Washington University. So much so 
that even though he had graduated, the investigation into his uh, proceedings resulted in him being declared expelled, even though it was after his graduation. So his like official wow. transcript showed expelled from this university, even just because like the timing was close enough to his graduation. So they were like, nope, he actually had his degree like taken away and turned into expelled, and then again also ended up having some stuff. That's exceptionally out. rare, right? Yeah, they exactly. Usually don't uh, <clears throat> especially rich people. Especially rich white guys. Um, just transphobic email allegations. So like he just someone he used to work with. Uh, started just randomly, like, misgendering her and all these emails and stuff. Even though he had, like, previously worked with her in, like, a sketch troupe and was, like, fine with her, he just, like, flipped. And now this is... This is where I was like, what's going on with him? So apparently about 10 years ago, he had, like, a crazy brain surgery. So he had... uh, He learned about undiagnosed cerebral arteriovenous malformation in the right frontal lobe. Okay. So he apparently like altered his behaviors and he had uh, like a successful brain surgery. Like and the surgery had like a is a surgery that has like a 10 percent risk of fatality, which is like pretty high yeah. in terms of like all that. And in some of his legal defense of all this, he's gotten off on some of this on with his his lawyer saying like his brain's not OK. Like it's hmm. he's alive, but he doesn't have like a great brain anymore. Do we buy uh, that? evidence potentially in april of 2018 where he called in a fake bomb threat while he was aboard an amtrak train because he was drunk and and said a lady had a bomb in her bag on amtrak train 2256 but he may have been drunk because the lady he was arguing with was the train that he was on was 2258 (laughs) whoops Yep. Uh, so obviously there was no evidence, anything, and uh, he was in a hostile exchange with a woman who was sitting in a different row from him in the first class car, and he had to be removed from the train prior to his intended stop due to his intoxication, and he was released on a $100,000 bond. Uh, and that was where he... So yeah, in July 2021, prosecu- the charges against Miller were dismissed because prosecutors said their decision was based on expert medical analysis and reports regarding the defendant's prior brain surgery and its continued neurological impacts, which cast doubt upon the requisite legal element of intent to commit the charge defense. Hmm. So apparently he's, uh, he's broken up. Bit he's of a, a mess. Br- got a broken brain. And yeah, he's been obviously recast in the How to Train Your Dragon series and then has uh, been, was, was ended up being kicked off of Silicon Valley. And I mean, I got, you got to imagine he's not coming back for Deadpool. Like he's no Ezra Miller though. No Ezra Miller, thankfully. But like he's <laughs> he's he's treading that territory, calling in bomb threats on the train that you're on and stuff. Like he's like he's he's brushing up against like he's let's say there. let's say the basement of Ezra Miller. Right. Like insanity. I I cannot believe that Warner Brothers is still pushing through with this. I bet it's because they yeah, have two hundred million dollars sunk in it and they don't know how to. But are they? Who knows what Warner Brothers is doing now? They're just canceling stuff and greenlighting other things and just swirling, swirling the soup. They're making, they're making a, a sequel to The Joker. I mean, didn't it win an Oscar? It sure did. It's hardly a surprise. And, it, and it's called uh, Folie à deux or something like that. Yep. And the casting is apparently Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I read that as well. Uh huh. So full steam ahead with the joker franchise the joker verse hopefully they get to all put their fingers in children's mouths (laughs) should should not be a franchise (laughs) it was there's a movie that should not be a franchise it's a movie that should not be really well regarded like like i enjoyed it but again it was it was very much in that like like it, it i feel it almost like worked in spite of itself where, like, watching the film, I was not like, oh, the Joker is so cool. But I did feel that the director thought the Joker was so cool. So I was like, this is an accident that the Joker does not appear to be cool. <laughs> is that? But I was like, the director intends us to think he's cool. And then the film and slash Joaquin Phoenix's performance does, like, the correct job in making us not think he's cool. But the film is, like, sort of trying to convince you that, like, he's a bit of a badass by the end. And you're like... He is not. He is not right. a badass. Right. And I think that that is, like, heavily, heavily hinged on the fact that Joaquin's performance is very good. 
But like anyone else in that movie, it's not cool. <laughs> like it was like accidentally a pretty okay film, and then people were like, "Tour de Force, what a great film!" I was like, "Yeah, just had a good actor in it." Uh, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit in Garbage Time, but kind of like uh, Fight Club, where what? you got to like we're, we're talking about it because I think both Woodstock documentaries reference Fight Club as mm-hmm. as as a sign of the times of 1999. Hmm. And then I was like, oh yeah, man, a lot of people really misread Fight Club and were like, that's so cool. And I was like, kind of not the well, point. Yeah, yeah, it was not the point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that the film was trying to make it cool but like certainly the like the way it was shot and like the stylistic things or whatever like a lot of people in 1999 thought tyler durden was the coolest like ab- absolutely the not what the source material the- is saying but that's mm-hmm. definitely Although, a lot of the reading david fincher definitely tried to make this seem a lot of that stuff very cool yeah like like tyler durden yeah. is played cool in that entire film like how do how do how does a young boy watch fight club and not be like I want to be just like Tyler Durden. Like he doesn't. <laughs> exactly. But then you then you grow up wanting to be like Tyler Durden, and that's no, 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 not no, no, okay. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. That step of growing up is where you stop. Yeah, exactly. But then when you're a seventeen-year-old who thinks Tyler Durden's the coolest and Limbiscuits going nuts, telling you to rip up an entire festival, stuff. you're like, yeah. You you put your bucket hat on and you rip up a festival. <laughs> you do it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Woodstock. Uh, documentary, I think. Didn't on, we talk about on, it last time? Possibly on Garbage Time. And then, but now you guys have watched it also, so <laughs> talk more about it. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.